Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dave Jones Podcast. This is everybody's least favorite trucker. Now, as everybody may know, I am a trucker with a full-time job, a full-time family, and I'm trying to do this crazy podcast. Now, this week, I've got a treat for you. I went ahead and did my recording in the cab of my truck as I was driving down the road. Now, the audio is not the best, so please bear with me. And this week, I'd like to touch base, and of course, I'm crazy and I do a lot of tangents. I wanted to touch base with everybody on personal accountability and... So I hope you enjoy this podcast and you get some good information out of it, or maybe just a different way you haven't thought of it before. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoy this podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dave Jones Show! Hey everybody, this is Dave Jones, I'm driving this big old truck here and I'm feeling great! I just want to touch base on a couple of things, let's see how this goes. I highly doubt any of this audio will be audible by the time we're done. But, what the heck? I guess we won't know if we don't try, right? Anyways, so I wanted to touch base on a couple of things. Uh, Mainly, I wanted to talk about personal responsibility and actually putting in effort into everyday life. We get so easily caught up in these situations where whatever it is, your marriage or your job, relationships between family and friends, that we just go idle. And you just sit there running your wheels. You're not really engaged. You're driving an automatic when you're in a stick shift. It's just one of those things that we all have a tendency to do. But one thing I wanted to bring out was a quote from uh, another podcast that I listened to. And that's, the grass isn't greener on the other side because it's on the other side. The grass is greener on the other side because your bloody neighbors water their lawn. They actually put in the effort. Basically, the gist of it is, if you want something to be good, you got to put your work into it. Now, I'm a hobbyist. I do a lot of different things. I do metal fabrication. I do woodworking. I do landscaping. I do podcasting. I do video editing. I dabble in YouTube a little bit. I've been slacking on that, but you know what? I'm just too much of a perfectionist for YouTube because... You know, you gotta have certain things, and I don't have those certain things, and one of them big things is time. Now, podcasting has been my big hobby at the moment. Now, reason being, I can take my time while I'm driving down the road, as long as I'm not distracted, because distracted driving is just like drunk driving under the Pacific Northwest new laws. So as long as I keep my eyes on the road, my hand on the steering wheel, I like to go ahead and start up recording my podcast. Sometimes I do it from the seat of my car while I'm waiting for my daughter. So anyway, I really enjoy these podcasts. It's a release for me. I like to be able to talk to people, and I'm hoping to be able to talk to people. I'm probably going to cut this whole rambling piece out of this whole podcast because it really isn't going anywhere. I'm going to talk about personal accountability and responsibility. A lot of abilities in that. Anyway, now that I got my GPS up going, so that way I know what I'm doing, let's continue. So with personal accountability, I think this really ties into a lot of things in our modern culture. I hate to tell you this, 
but your mommy and daddy probably didn't treat you right. Now, hear me out on this one. When you were younger, did your mom and dad ever tell you you were wrong? Did they ever tell you, you know, what you did was, that was a bunch of bogus. That was the baloney there. I know a lot of parents don't do that as much as they used to. And I'm here to tell you, you're a horrible person, just like I am. But here's the beauty of it. We're all horrible people. What makes us different is when we try to be a different type of person. I'm not telling you you should give up. What I'm saying to you right now, you are a piece of putty. Now, do you want to be a lump of putty? Now that's not a fat joke, even though I'm a fat guy, so I got a fat pass. Do you want to be that clump of clay, or would you like to be a beautiful sculpture? You see, that's the big deal here. Because nobody tells you when you're younger. Nowadays, they say, oh, you're perfect just the way you are, sweetheart. No! Sorry, you're not. This is a dose of reality, I know, but... Hold on, I'm grinding gears. Okay. It's like one of my favorite sayings. Sounds good on paper. I call it engineer speak. When it sounds good on paper, it's gotta work out, right? Wrong. Anyway, our lives are like engineer speak. A lot of times we may know something. It may sound good on paper, like, you know what? Smoking is bad for you, it'll give you lung cancer. Okay, but let's put that on paper. Quit smoking. It ain't as easy. Sometimes you don't realize it till it's late. The rest of our life is like that. My marriage almost ended. I knew there was something wrong. I knew I wasn't acting right and I wasn't treating my wife right. And I knew that for a very long time. I didn't know how, but I knew something needed to be done. It wasn't until it, I actually took it off the paper and put it into practice that I realized how bad it truly was. And that's how we all need to be in all of our lives. You know what? You need to whine and complain about somebody else and what they're doing and how horrible a person they are. But before you throw that first stone, did you think to see, are you without guilt? Anyway, that's just been bugging me. Sounds good on paper, they say. Let's put it into practice. Now this is a dose of reality, I know. It's gonna to be tough for some people to hear this. But you know what? Staying on the video games all night long and being tired for work the next day. If your boss don't have the cojones to tell you, I will tell you that is a bunch of baloney. Don't do that. That makes you a less valuable employee. As for your home situation, if you're staying up all night playing video games, what else could you be doing? Is that house that you're living in clean? But Dave, that's not my responsibility. I call bogus. I don't care who you are. That is your responsibility. I don't care if it's not your house, you're crashing on someone's couch. You want them to let you stay there? Get your bum up and do a load of dishes. Maybe pit, plug in that vacuum. Wipe down the counters. Sweep the front porch. Do something. Idle hands will get you in trouble. But Dave, I'm playing video games. They're not idle. Listen here, bud. If you don't play video games professionally, 
Yeah, I can't believe that's actually a thing nowadays. Uh, I never thought that was going to come out of anything, but apparently it is professionally now. Aside from game reviewers who, you know, have a English degree, so that way they can write 10-page reports, apparently there are professional sports leagues online stuff now. That, that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to go into that right now. That's not your career. You don't need to be playing video games that much. That's just what it boils down to. You're wasting the potential abilities because you could be learning something. Now, I'm not completely against downtime. I'm not completely against idle time. We all need time to relax and rest. Now, you may think Dave's just talking to be a jerk. A lot of people think that a lot of times. Maybe I should work on that. But I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. If you know my story a little bit better, you may understand. Grind them gears, buddy. Ooh, buddy, why are you stopping? That ain't cool. Anyway, while I'm waiting for this traffic. So what I was saying was, I'm not just saying this to be a jerk. God bless it. This truck is too loud. I don't like it. The gist of it is, you need to take some time for yourself to rest, relax, maybe play a little bit of video games. But if you're doing it to the point where you don't remember how long you've been doing it, you've probably been doing it a little too long. Maybe that's one of them issues. Maybe that's an addiction that you have. Because addiction is a big thing in our society. Now they've even got the opioid crisis, which isn't in that at all. It's actually an addiction crisis. We'll get into that on a future podcast. I've come to realize there's some things that you're going to know, and then there's some things that you're going to understand. Now, let me put into perspective what exactly it is that Dave is talking about right now, so that way you can maybe relate. Let's take it if you're a smoker. How about that? There's a good one. Hey, smokers out there, you're killing yourselves. Yeah, Dave, I know that. I know that. That makes sense. You know, cancer, lungs, yeah, all that, emphysema, I got it. Okay, here's the deal. You know that, yet you still smoke. I don't think you truly understand. There was somebody I cared about very much that recently passed issues that stemmed from smoking. And she said on her deathbed that if she would have known, she wouldn't have, she would have quit years ago. Now, she did know. We all know what's going on with the cigarettes, the cancer, and the smoke. But she didn't fully understand what was going on. Anyways, the reason I'm telling everybody this is I have a general care for the welfare of the people that I live with, the people I live around, and the people of our great country and this awesome world that we live in. So, I mean, if I care about somebody, I need to make sure I let them know when they're messing up. And I'm telling you right now, if you think real deep and hard, you're messing up. I can't tell you specifically what it is that you're doing wrong, but here's the deal. Just think of yourself as a piece of clay. Now, me, myself, I'm going to talk about myself a little bit here for just one second, not because I am that awesome, but I'm going to talk about myself so that way hopefully you can relate. So the deal is for me, I was a very large chunk of clay. Now it wasn't for nobody else to say, because of course I wouldn't have listened because I'm a stubborn old bat, but I had gotten too big, way too big. And I wasn't feeling great all the time. 
My wife wasn't loving me. Wasn't had nothing to do with the weight, really. She loved me when I was fat, no matter what. I've always been fat. But something had to change, so I had to really, really look at myself and look at all aspects of my life and where I was failing and where I was succeeding. Quite frankly, I really wasn't succeeding anywhere. And that's kind of what made, what happened for me was I hit rock bottom in every aspect of my life. Only thing I had going for me is I was alive. Now here's where the knowing and understanding comes in. Certainly I knew for a very long time that something had to change, something needed to be changed, and I wasn't doing something right or everything right or anything right. But I knew something had to change, and I knew it for years. But I guess the difference is, is at a certain point I finally understood that I had to change. Now, surely my definitions are getting skewed here, but the point is something had to click within my mind. This is where I'm trying to tell everybody else. Maybe my voice, as annoying and loud and obnoxious as I can be sometimes, maybe you guys need me to tell you that you're messing up. So I had to start with what was my biggest issue. My biggest issue for me was I was gluttonous. I was a pig, I was fat, I was disgusting. And I had to think about that. I really had to focus in on it. I said, okay, well, I don't really know if this is the issue that everything else is stemming off of, but let's figure this out. So I said, okay, we need to start off. I'm going to go ahead and do what I can do to lose weight. Now, it was one time, about five, five years ago or so, that I had done a juice fast. Now for those of you who are unfamiliar with what is considered juicing or juice fast, basically you get yourself a fancy little juicer. Now what this does is it removes most of the solid parts of a fruit and a vegetable. No, you cannot put a steak in the juicer. And I can neither confirm nor deny the fact that I may or may not have at some point tried to put a steak in a juicer. So basically for 30 days, prior, five years ago, 30 days, I only put into my body water and juice made from vegetables, everything from apples and bananas and pears. I really like pear juice. That's really good. Carrots and cucumbers are a really good filler. If you have a very thick juice and you need to thin it out, use the cucumbers is great for that. Kale is a really big one. Kale has a lot of nutrients inside of it. Needless to say, when doing a juice fast, you have to dedicate yourself at the very beginning. And you really want to set yourself a goal. Now, at the end of your juice fast, you can reevaluate your situation and see kind of where you're at. Anyway, I'm rambling on about juice fasting, but basically what happened was about halfway through, I started realizing at the beginning of my juice fast, it was extremely difficult for me, really hard. I, and it was incredible, it was unbelievably hard. I didn't understand what was going on with myself, with my cycle, with psychologically, I didn't know what was going on. It didn't make any bloody sense. Daddy, you talk a lot. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
I wanted to thank you for sitting through that horrible audio, and I hope that you got some good information, but Chloe's informed me that I talk way too much, and that we can continue this podcast on the next episode. So please join us to hear me go off on another 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, ah, probably 45 different tangents, talk about things that I think are important. Now I'm pretty sure everybody's sick and tired of hearing my rambling in this horrible audio. So I'm going to tell y'all goodnight. This is Dave Jones from the cab of an old Peterbilt dump truck. Signing off.